0: Good morning, church. It is so great to see all of your faces and to begin this new year with you. Um, I'm Sarah D and I'm just so thankful um, to be inhabiting this space with you. Um, As we talked about preparing how to say goodbye to 2021, and hello to 2022, we felt like we just wanted to create a space that could hold the complexities of our experiences this past year um, to help us lean into the tension of both our collective experience as a church um, here on Zoom, as well as our individual experiences throughout this year. I love what Inez said this morning, just that we don't learn from our experiences necessarily, We learn from reflecting on them. And so we want to make space to help you do that, to help me do that this morning. And so our hope is as we do that, you will find yourself sort of encircled and embraced as we look backwards and as we look forward, remembering there is never a moment that God was not present with us, moving toward us in love. Um, So that's our hope for this time this morning. We're going to be sitting with this scripture from Mark 10, 46 through 52. And I'm just going to share a couple verses right now because we're going to circle back to this passage um, more fully later. But this is the story of Jesus's encounter with Bartimaeus. He's the blind beggar at the roadside. And I believe Rob has a slide of it. Um, So it's just a couple verses. Um, It says, Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And there's that scripture for you on the screen. We don't know how old Bartimaeus is in this story, but what we do know is that he is a person who has waited We know that Jesus comes to the roadside where he sits and calls him. And Bartimaeus throws off his cloak and goes to Jesus. But I believe that he is used to crying out to God and not hearing anything in response. And so I hope that as we sit with this scripture, as we sit with our own waiting, and the question that Jesus eventually asks him and asks all of us, what do you want? to consider that as we walk bravely into this new year together. And then another tool that we thought might be helpful for our church familia is this concept of an Ebenezer which comes from the Hebrew phrase meaning stone of help. Um, this is the same Ezra that Inez talked about in her sermon a couple of weeks ago at the church, Ezra connecto. This is a literal pile of stones that the Israelites would put up to mark what God has done. Um, and so I created a little sketch of that. Rob has it up too. Um, you- might want to print it or just draw one yourself. Um, As we sort of reflect, this is a tool that will help us look back over this past year and into the coming one. Um, We're actually going to guide you through a contemplative practice called praying a sacred moment um, that may help call things to mind from this past year. But before we get into that practice, I want to give you just a few moments to think back over 2021. I'm trying personally to grow beyond seeing things through a good, bad binary. It was either terrible or great. Um, And so, especially as we look at the year through the lens of how God has sustained us, um, God uses all of it. So for me, um, one thing I might put on one of my rocks here is that my sister Liz moved from Los Angeles to Arkansas. Now, God was faithful in that transition in spite of me not wanting it to happen. So, it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's something that happened in 2021. And God was faithful to me in that. And I want to remember God's faithfulness as I wrestled with not wanting her to go. So, what are some of the significant events or people or remembrances from 2021 for you? Maybe it's just words like tiring or roller coaster or Growth, maybe it's kapwa or rest. But what comes to mind when you think of twenty twenty one? And I want to really give you some um, moments to kind of think through that. Rob also dropped the PDF in the chat, so if you want to print it, um, but again, don't let that distract you. You can just write the words on a sheet of paper or note on your phone. But ask the spirit to help you look back through this past year,
1: events people, words, things that God sustained you in during 2021. And since this is
0: potentially our last time on Zoom, I want to encourage you to use the Zoom chat, just like some folks have already started to do, and just share as you feel comfortable. You don't have to share the biggest things, but some words that you might write on the stones of your own altar, your Ebenezer this year. And again, we'll give you a couple moments to reflect, and Inez is going to help us kind of notice some of the things that have come up in the chat but the question is there if you need to return to it.
1: What comes to mind? What words come to mind when you think of 2021? I'm going to read some of those out loud.
2: So thank you, Sarah, for leading us into that time. As we look at Bartimaeus, as we we listen to the words that that Jesus is saying to him. And so, I love the prompt. What words come to mind when you think of 2021? Because there's some some things that I think when we are on survival mode that we forget about the past. So even as I'm listening and reading some of these words, I think, oh yeah, I felt that too. I I had forgotten because we're on survival mode, right? So um, here's some of the words that come to mind to our collective mind and our collective story here in this Zoom chat. uh, Nicholas said, silence. I said grief, newness, Miss Glendar, injustice on steroids. Though God is a God of justice, yes, we feel both the tension of that, Miss Glendar. Thank you, Mary. I like I like what you're saying. It's okay to not know. That is something that characterized 2021, uncertainty. Kate, we hold your burnout. We hold it with you, Miss Glendar. 1950s job changes and insecurities, gaining perspective and peace in the midst of the uncertainty. Shirley shares surreal. Yes, surreal. Austin shares death and growth, heartbreak and heart healing. Oh my goodness, that is beautiful and brutal at the same time. Heartbreak and heart healing. Annie shares, finally celebrating my sister's wedding in person 16 months after her marriage. Yes, nothing went like we planned or expected. Mental health. Ava says, too fast. Yes, Ava. Um, Tiring. Sarah O says, sustaining nearness of God and feeling alone. Sustaining. Sleep deprived. Sad. Provision.
3: Anxiety, tension, tightness,
2: friendship. Shirley says juxtaposition of joy and sadness, shockingly revealing. Yes. Sandy says transition, growth, beautification. That's beautiful, Sandy. Camille, recentering, isolation and community, dependence on God oh my goodness, I wish we had a for real like communal altar of remembrance and we could write all these names because I want to write all these words down. Um, Maybe we can save the chat later because all of them strike something in me. Thank you all for sharing um, and being open and willing to be vulnerable as we look back and reflect on these words. And there's probably more that we can't even say because sometimes when we're going through the trauma, We don't have access to the language to be able to express what we're going to. So thank you, Sarah. As we uh, read this out loud, we hold these things tenderly. Sarah O, I'm going to introduce you into this time so that you can lead us in the time of sacred moment.
1: Thank you, Pastora, and
3: and the church for sharing those words. There's so much depth and goodness there, and they are going to start to sink us into this practice that we're going to do together. And the practice is called Praying a Sacred Moment. It's a practice that I learned about 12 years ago at a silent retreat that I attended in Oregon. And we all know that there are many ways to pray. There's prayers of petition and intercession prayers using the scripture like Lexio Divina, centering prayer. And uh, during this year, Pastor Bobby led us through the prayer of examine. And I grew up in a Southern Baptist church where I was taught that there were not many ways to pray. There was one way to pray, and it was with your eyes closed and your hands folded and very polite. And um, I was doing it wrong a lot of the time, I felt. Uh, And I... I had some surprise when I realized that there actually are many ways to pray and that God comes to us in these prayer spaces, and often it's just listening. Our prayer is listening. So our hope is that this practice will help us to listen to ourselves and to God as we reflect on 2021, and we're going to look for those tiny, sacred flashes of good that we heard about in the call to worship that Jacob read for us. I believe that God wants to reveal God's self to us, and we're often too busy and too tired to notice um, those moments of revelation, and our life is loud, so this is our attempt to turn down the volume. So the way this is going to work is that I'm going to ask you in a few moments to find a comfortable place, to close your eyes if you feel comfortable, to just minimize the distractions around you, and I'll walk us through this practice that'll take 15 or 20 minutes. And then after that, we will be back in this living room space together and and have some time of connection. And it may be hard for us to slow down and concentrate during the prayer, and it's okay, and it's normal. Uh, Often as distractions come up, we can picture it as our lives being lived on the surface of an ocean that we live in the space of jet skis and boats and tankers and things moving across that surface. And we live there often. And our goal in the prayer time is to sink below the surface, to move out of that space of responsibility and worry and busyness that happens on the surface and sink down below the surface and have this moment being held by God and being undistracted by the things that happen on the surface. So when those come in prayer, we can notice them and we can sink back down. So I'll ask you in a moment to reflect back on this past year, looking for moments that you knew that God was real and you knew that God was sustaining you. And this may be like looking at a photo album of your life. Some snapshots are very profound some of them are really ordinary, but they, they show us the realness of God. And so sometimes we notice it through for me. It's when I get my cup of coffee in the morning and I have my first drink of coffee. I somehow just have this noticing of God's um, warmth and presence filling my body. Just this sense of, oh, God, you're with me today. So it may seem small and silly and ordinary, but it's that awareness of God. And then sometimes it's big moments. Um, After 21 months of rallying for uh, my students that I teach at APU and my midwifery clients and constantly adjusting to the protocols of COVID, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had an extravagant moment of grace and goodness on the beach in Turks and Caicos where I just felt myself exhale, knowing that God was with me delighted in me and approved of me resting. And that was a moment where I felt the realness of God. And in a way, this prayer is going to be like us taking those stones in that altar and putting those stones out and saying, God, where is it that I have seen you in this past period of time? And these moments are called sacred moments, no matter how big and how small they are. So I'm going to ask you now, to find a comfortable spot in your chair, being held by the floor or the couch or whatever it is that you are sitting on. And I'm gonna invite you just to drop your shoulders and
1: unclench the muscles that hold us in our jaw and our forehead and take a deep breath. And become aware of that movement of air through our bodies and breathe a bit more deeply into your diaphragm and exhale
3: that air from your lungs. And you might just even imagine that with every breath, you're drawing in God's love.
1: And with every exhale, you're letting go and releasing what God's asking you to release.
3: Let your body relax into a quiet
1: and just notice if you're holding any weariness or tension. And once we're settled into this silent space, ask God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit to help you look over this last year.
3: And to bring to mind any moment that you sensed that there was something
1: sacred happening in that moment, that the presence of God was with you. Let those various experiences come to your mind. Maybe a mundane thing, an ordinary part of your daily routine
3: maybe parts of our communal worship together, taking communion with
1: tortillas or shrimp chips, watching our dear friend Glenda worship, feeling kapwa. Or it might be an extraordinary moment, it might be the birth of a loved one or the loss and death of a loved one. Moments when you were aware of God's presence and the realness of God. I'm gonna give you a few moments of silence to flip through your mental photo album. Looking for those moments of life and love, of joy and wonder. And it help, if it helps you to focus, you might write those down. And we're going to take a couple of moments of true silence here and
3: holding that silent space together as we all watch for God's
1: realness in our photo albums of life. So of these various moments that are coming to you, would you let one of them emerge
3: as a focus for the rest of this prayer exercise? And there's not a right or a wrong moment. Be open to whatever God is bringing that just sort of has a light on it or uh, keeps coming back to you.
1: And we'll just be curious about what it is that God wants to show us in this moment. And as you notice that one moment that's coming to light here, let yourself return back to that moment in your imagination. Take a little space of silence to recall what was going on at the
3: time. What was happening in your life? Where were
1: you and who were you with in that sacred moment that's coming to light for you? And as you're aware of the depth of that moment,
3: allow your experience to deepen a bit by noticing sensory details.
1: Was there anything that you were seeing around you in that moment? What did you hear? Any sounds or silence that was with you in that moment? Any tastes that were present? Or sensations on our skin, maybe you've Felt the movement of air or the touch of a loved one. And for the next minute,
3: we're going to just take some silence to be fully immersed in that one experience. Asking God to let us sink into the goodness of what
1: it felt like. To know the sacred presence of God in that moment. If it's helpful, allow a symbol or a word or
3: a phrase to emerge that helps you notice how God has been present with you. It might be something that represents the way God is with you, an image, or a person, or a color. And that symbol is something that we can hold on to and go back to in moments where we don't feel God's presence. We can
1: remember this space, this symbol, and know that God has been with us. And we'll just linger for a moment longer with that, the symbol, the word, the image that represents a grace that God's giving us in this moment. We'll allow that grace
3: just to flow in our bodies and extend to every part of our inner world,
1: asking God to help us hold that deeply. And now knowing that God is always sustaining you. Allow yourself to just
3: surface from this prayer space and return to an awareness of being in this
1: day and in this place together. And the beauty of being in our bodies and in our Zoom living room together. And as a way of being gentle with ourselves as we emerge from this sacred space with God,
3: we're going to give a couple of moments to write or reflect on what it was that God gifted you with. That grace, that image, that word, that sacred moment. Sometimes it's hard to share right away. And so if that is your experience and you want to hold this to yourself, then that's lovely and Uh, That is a gift that God's giving you. If you want to share what God has gifted you with in the larger group, if
1: you want to open the chat, you're welcome to write that word or phrase down. And we'll gather these prayers and spaces together. And in a moment, I'll just read through a few of the things that people leave in the chat here. So the word extravagance comes up.
3: Inez says, A friend holding my hand was the means of God's gracious presence. Rob shares that affirmed that I am who I was made to be and
1: it is enough. A gift.
3: And noted dad and labyrinth. I had an image of the
1: beautiful
3: stained glass windows in our new church space and the light of God pouring through those in that space. Friends, thank you for this space to share together. You're still welcome to add anything more in the chat as we go on, but Nicola is gonna lead us in worship and help us transition from this space to the next.
0: For this next reflection, we're gonna turn our attention to the scriptures as well as to our hopes or anticipations for 2022. I know that in the face of uncertainty and another COVID variant, Naming our hopes and our anticipations can feel vulnerable, but I do believe that God puts these longings in our hearts. Your desire for God, for love, for deeper transformation, for health, for life, these are things that are coming from within you, but also mysteriously beyond you that God has placed inside of you. So for this experience, we're gonna have a guided exercise of picturing ourselves inside a scripture story, using our imaginations to pray. And this is called Ignatian contemplation. Um, In the 1500s, St. Ignatius of of Loyola, who founded the Jesuits, was convinced that God speaks just as clearly through our imaginations um, and our thoughts and memories as through our experiences and the scriptures. So in the Ignatian tradition, praying with our imagination is called contemplation. Um, And it just is a way to engage differently. Um, It's been used by Christians for the last 500 years. And when we seek the scripture for spiritual transformation, we make it our top priority to listen to God relationally rather than seeking only to learn more about God cognitively. So it's not necessarily information, but transformation. Um, that we seek. In our American culture, there is generally little danger of neglecting the cognitive, rational, analytical dynamics of our being. For most of us, those are hyperdeveloped developed um, and come quite naturally, so we don't have to worry about getting them out of balance. Yes, we must love God with all of our mind, but we have to remember that that injunction to love God with our mind comes further down the line in the Road of Jesus list where he says, love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our minds. So we're gonna take some time today to engage with our hearts and our our souls. Some people find imaginative prayer difficult because it's a new way of praying. You might not be able to picture the scene easily or you may hear or feel the story more than you can visualize it and that's totally okay. We pray as we are able, so try not to force anything. My hope is that you can rest assured that God will speak to you during this time, whether it's through your memory, your emotions, your intellect, or your imagination. The scripture we'll be using is from Mark 10, 46 through 52. I'm going to read through that whole passage sort of quickly here before we sit with it more slowly, just so it can be familiar to us as we enter into the prayer. Um, And so the scripture says they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. Um, I think we have a slide of this too, Rob, if you can put that up. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. And just so you have an idea of what to expect in this practice, we're going to enter into that story and ask God a simple question. Show me where I am in this story. And try not to have an agenda. If you're like me, that can be difficult because I'm already like, oh, I'm one of the disciples. I'm watching this interaction. I like to choose my role ahead of time. But I just want to encourage you as much as possible to be open to discovering yourself in this passage. Um, I'll walk you through it. I'll just do a one or a couple verses at a time and ask you some simple reflection questions. So as we enter into this time of guided reflection, and finding ourselves in this particular story in scripture. Let me invite you again to pay attention to your body. You can close your eyes or drop your gaze from your computer screen in order to minimize distractions. Feel free to turn off your camera if that will help you focus. And just check in again with your body and your posture. Find a posture where you can relax and yet also remain awake and alert whether that's in a chair or on the floor or somewhere else. And as Sarah said, drop your shoulders, unclench your jaw, relax your forehead and take a deep breath. If it feels comfortable and only if it feels comfortable, I do suggest uncrossing your legs and putting your feet flat on the floor. Part of the reason I suggest that is because we're opening ourselves to God using our bodies. And we're saying to God with our posture, our hands, our feet, our uncrossed legs, our chest open and expanded, that we are willing to hear a word from God and have God be the one to speak to us. So if it's comfortable, let your body say, I am open to you, God, and whatever you have for me. And take a couple of deep breaths because our breathing does so many good things for us. It reminds us we are creatures in God's presence. It can remind us that we are created beings and that God is
1: giving us each and every breath we take. Ah, So receive your breath as a gift from God. Breathing can be its own spiritual practice. And let's do a
0: bit of imagining to find ourselves in this particular Bible story.
1: If you can, imagine the dusty road, the dirty feet. If you can, imagine the hustle and bustle of a crowded intersection and picture and envision Jesus with his disciples all around him, walking down the road, And if you can picture it, imagine yourself on the side of the road, aware, like Bartimaeus was aware, of something he really wanted. What is something you really want in 2022? And allow yourself, if you're feeling brave, to feel just how deep that desire goes, how long you've wanted it, the words that you use to express it. Where does that desire reside in your body? Do you feel it as an emptiness in your gut, a tightness in your chest, tears behind your eyes? How long have you been sitting beside this particular road? And imagine what it is that you've got wrapped around your body and shoulders.
0: What is it that you're still clinging to thinking the answer can be found there?
1: Maybe it's something you hug a little tighter when things feel stressful or insecure. But as Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, imagine yourself feeling like today is the day. Today is a day of spiritual possibility for me. And as we read this story of Bartimaeus
0: and stop at different points along the way, allow God to show you where
1: you are in this story. We begin here in Mark chapter 10 as Jesus and his disciples leave
0: Jericho with a large crowd, the scriptures tell us that Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on
1: me. And as you picture yourself here, Knowing that Jesus is here right now, walking towards you on the road, what would you say to Jesus? What do you hear yourself crying out as you try to get Jesus' attention? Are you willing to cry out or do you find some hesitation? The next verse says many sternly ordered him to
0: be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have
1: mercy on me. Who or what are the voices that try to silence you?
0: that try to keep you from articulating and saying and calling out with your desire.
1: Go ahead and listen to them briefly and see how long they've been speaking to you, telling you to be quiet. Our story continues with Jesus standing still and
0: saying, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart. Get up. He is calling you. So
1: throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. What do you need to throw off today in order to come to Jesus all the way? Maybe it's something you cling to that gives you security.
0: Maybe it's time to throw off something that helps you keep your dignity.
1: Maybe it's something you have in the pockets of your cloak that you value more. Can you see yourself throwing this off? And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? So right now, it's you and Jesus face to face. You've got Jesus' full attention as he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? Notice what happens on the inside of you. Some of us
0: are so used to asking God what he can do for what what we can do for God that we can't imagine this kind of reversal. So hear the question and sit with it,
1: with your hands and your heart and your body open. As Jesus asks you, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see
0: again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith
1: has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed him on the way. So as you're in touch with your own desire, is there some way
0: Jesus is inviting you to follow him more fully? Rather than continuing to organize your life around the brokenness of the past or
1: lacks or limitations or uncertainty, only Jesus can teach us how to do this. When we are able to name our desire in God's presence, a whole world opens up.
0: There's an invitation to rearrange our lives around what we say we really want, to establish rhythms that enable us to open to what only God can
1: bring. If sacred rhythms don't come from this deep desire, they become oughts and shoulds in somebody else's
0: life. But when you walk into sacred rhythms from this place of your own desire, they are yours. So, whatever God is stirring in you, whatever desire you are able to be aware of in this moment, know that you're coming to Jesus with these longings of your heart. It takes a lot of trust to do that, doesn't it? And on the second day of January in 2022, this year that feels so new and full of possibility, we can trust that Jesus receives us as we are that he can receive this very tender heart that longs for something it does not yet have. And we can trust Jesus to do for you what you have not been able to do for yourself. And as we take these moments, this holy pause, we are doing holy work. We are sharing deeply from our heart and inviting God to be with us. So if it feels comfortable, take a moment to recognize God's love for you and providing this space to connect. Let your body soak in and feel this
1: care from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And as we prepare to surface from this prayer space, notice if there is any
0: invitation that resonates with you, anything from this prayer time that you want to carry into this new year. It could be an image or a word
1: or a feeling in your body. Whatever it is, allow God's grace to meet you there. And now, knowing that God is with you and for you, allow yourself to gently
0: surface from this prayer space. Return to an awareness
1: of being in this day Return to an awareness of being in this room. Return to an awareness
0: of being in your body and reconnect with your body through your breath just as we started this practice. Maybe take a few deep cleansing breaths. And when you feel ready, you can turn on your camera and return to our Zoom meeting. And again, I wanna give you a moment to transition and reflect or jot down some notes to yourself as you savor this experience, you may want to name some of those desires or hopes that have surfaced. Um, You can add them to your altar. I put mine for 2022 in a different color, um, just as a way to make them more concrete, but also know you can return to this at any time. Um, And I know Nicola is gonna lead us in another, song to help us transition from this prayer space but thank you for wholeheartedly engaging in
2: this practice. I don't know what words are going to come out of my mouth but I am grateful uh, for this sacred moment and sacred space. Thank you Jacob for ushering the spirit and the call to worship. Thank you Nicola for inviting the spirit of the living God to, um, to come and to lead us in this place. Uh, Because when the spirit of the living God comes into a room, uh, God does change us and changes our eyes and what we can see and receive. Thank you, Sarah O and Sarah D for leading us in these um, imaginative moments um, in the story of Bartimaeus. And as uh, I wrote three pages of things, so I'm not going to go through all of that. And I'm not preaching today. Y'all did. Um, But the words of uh, call her call her, call him. And the friends and the community saying, take heart, get up. Jesus is calling your name. I think Nicola just said that Jesus doesn't call us by anyone else's name. Jesus calls us by our name. And it is Jesus that brought you into this sacred living room space online. And Jesus is calling you by name. The calling and the coming, uh, it is God initiated. It is God initiated and God has met us here. So as we come to this table of communion, as we are being called individually, but also together, we come to this table of communion with all the things that we have brought out and the uh, the things that have hurt us and harmed us from this past years, the things that we have remembered with the help of our spiritual director and worship leaders today. So Mother Glendar, I'd like to invite you to come and give us our benediction before we leave. Let me
4: spotlight you here. And this is your time. Thank you, Pastor Inez. Uh, And thank you to all the participants today. This was an amazing service. And I just want to say thank you. And I did cry a little bit (laughs) because it was so beautiful. But... um, I'd like to give the benediction now, and it reads as such. And I said to the person who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And they replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand in the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. And so we went forth and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night. May the the Lord bless the hearers of the words transcribed in this poem by Miss Minnie Louise Haskins, No Relation. Amen.